Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hour number two, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talkers 1700. Here until 3 o'clock today, you can join us as always at 264-1700. But before we get to some phone calls this hour, let's talk some baseball, Jim. What do you think? I'm ready, pal. Let's go. You're, you promise. You're ready to go. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watched yeah. a little baseball over the weekend? Hey, I've already rubbed my hands with the rosin bag. Good, good. That's what we like to hear. We got Chris Cotello here with us from MLB Daily Dish on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Chris, Good to talk to you again. What's going on? Not much. Just uh, kind of getting into this full-time. School year's over, so going to be back to basically doing this baseball thing full-time, and it's, it's the best time of the year once we get toward the All-Star game, the trade deadline, the draft, and all that stuff. Yeah, certainly a lot going on. The Minnesota Twins will have the first pick after last year's disastrous season. And I'm going to start with my team because, well, they're in first place on <laughs> May 15th. How did I know that? How did I know that? And nobody could have saw this one coming. I mean, a lot of people, I know there was the Pocota projection system, baseball perspectives, have the Twins being much better than they were, but is this for real, or are we doing some smoke and mirrors here with this Twins off to a good start? Well, I think, you know, you're looking at a division that's really bunched up, all five teams separated by less than five games. You've seen the Royals kind of make a surge in the last few days, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's obviously still early. It's only May 15th, and, and I think... There's obviously been some great performances in Minnesota. Irvin Santana kind of leading the charge there in the rotation and some other guys really stepping up. But I'm expecting still Cleveland to kind of be that, the class of that division. I expect, you know, obviously Detroit to probably be in the mix sitting there at a 500 team and, and Chicago's really outperformed expectations to this point. I think it was a little early to get too, too excited because I still think Cleveland is the class of that division. But uh, at this point, a lot of parity in the Central and and a very impressive start for Minnesota. Okay, fair enough with the Twins. Kansas City, a team that, uh, like a lot of people felt, were going to at least challenge for a wild card spot, started terribly. Now they've won four in a row, seven and three in their last ten. Have the Royals turned the corner? Yeah, and I think you look at that five and twelve road record, and that's a huge issue with that uh, with them, but. If they're going to turn the corner, they need to do it soon. You know, they're at a point where they've obviously won four in a row, which is good, and really uh, getting from a place where they were 12 and 21 up to now at least a little bit more respectable, still within five games. If they're able to kind of keep this going, it will really affect the entire league as a whole because they're a team that really holds the key to the whole trade deadline picture. Now, I know we're obviously two and a half months out from that point, but the Royals have Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, Jason Vargas, you know, all these guys, Ian Kennedy, Lorenzo Kane that are going to be available and as a small market team. They're not going to be able to re-sign all those guys when their contracts come up after the season. So they're going to be looking to trade if they are sellers and if they're out of it. And I think all those guys uh, could go at different points. I think they're really going to be focused on trying to re-sign Hosmer in the offseason mm-hmm. and Alcides Escobar, but the rest of those guys I think are fair game. You saw Wade Davis and Jared Dyson get traded in the offseason. So if the Royals continue to, to kind of flounder like they have been, they will be a big seller, and I think that sale, that fire sale of that core that won the World Series could end, could start really soon. So, Eric Hosmer, you mentioned the possibility of signing him to a long-term extension. Out of Lorenzo Cain and Mike Moustakis, two guys that have been talked a lot about, we know Moustakis has been certainly up and down throughout his career. It took a while for him to finally get started, but he's been pretty solid since then. Who has the most trade value between Cain and Moustakis at this point? I think Kane. I think just a guy up the middle like Lorenzo Kane would have a ton of 
just get a ton of interest on the trade market. You know, they were he was a guy that they did shop during the winter. There was a lot of, of free agent outfield options, and that kind of lowered his value. And then, you know, the net, there was a couple others on the trade market available. Andrew McCutcheon didn't get traded, but he was drawing a lot of interest from teams looking to buy low. And then Adam Eaton was a guy that moved from the White Sox to the Nationals, so the Royals really weren't able to find a trade partner. I think a team that was really interesting on Lorenzo Cain was the Cardinals. They had a lot of interest in him, especially around the winter meetings, who then decided to splurge on Dexter Fowler. So at this point, though, if Kane becomes the trade candidate as July gets near, I think he's the guy with a lot of interest. And obviously during the winter, he'll have a lot of teams under him as well. But at the same time, if Hosmer is on the market at this point and the trade market, he's, he's really the guy that I think a lot of teams would uh, be in love with because there's a lot of crazy projections out there on what he'll get in free agency, too. One more on the Royals. I was thinking about this the other day. I see Sal Perez as he's out there seemingly every day back behind the dish. He's still only 27 years old, but the way that Ned Yost has used him over the last four years, the number of miles that have to be on those legs at this point, we know one of the best catchers both defensively and offensively in baseball. You know, If the right offer would come along, they just signed him to a long contract a year ago that takes him through 2021. But if the right offer would come, do you think the Royals would listen? Or is Sal Perez a guy that just is too important to what they do? They're not going to be looking to move him. Well, he's too important, and I think he's too cost-effective. Obviously, that, that reworked extension changes things a little bit and, and gives him you know a better deal than, than he had originally negotiated. He had an original agent who got him a really below-market deal, and the Royals really did him a solid by giving him a renegotiated deal. But still, it's a team-friendly deal, even at this point. And they're not going to be in a rush to get rid of him, especially considering the purge that you're about to see if Kane, Hosmer, Moustakis, Kennedy, all these guys do leave after the season. So I think he's a guy that's really unlikely to be traded at this point. Okay. The Cubs fans that are in this part of the uh, country are beside themselves. Can you talk them off the ledge? Or is there reason in your mind to now take a breath and really be concerned? Well, I think I, I saw a stat today that was actually kind of shocking. They're 18 and 19, and last year when they had their 19th loss, they were 43 and 19. So that's obviously a huge change up from last year. But I think you know you kind of have to look at it in context. Of it's weird to say that Cubs fans were spoiled, but last year the best team in baseball throughout, obviously the favorites are out and then winning it in October. I think, you know, you, you're looking at, obviously you're not going to repeat 43 and 19. I think there's an expectation that they might, but you have to anticipate a little bit of a championship hangover there. You know, there, there, there's a little bit of concern. I think there's a little bit less rotation depth than there was a year ago. So Brett Anderson kind of had out with an injury and now Eddie Butler making a spot start. So, I think there's a little bit of concern there. They're probably going to be in on looking at some starting pitching upgrades with Anderson out. Bench is not as deep as it was last year. And I just think, you know, you still have that amazing core at the beginning of the lineup there. And Rizzo, you know, Schwarber, obviously. So there's that and and a lot of talent still on that roster. I think it's just in context, shouldn't be that concerned. But there's a little bit of depth issue there that I think they're going to try to address in the trade market. What did you think of Eddie Butler? Not sure, Chris, if you uh, had a chance to watch much of that game Friday night, but a guy that was a high draft pick and never worked out for him in Colorado. They have to use pitchers a certain way, and they tried to work with him to make him successful in that uh, air out there in Colorado. It never worked for him. Still a guy that has plenty of upside. Your thoughts on him and maybe what he could be going forward for the Cubs? 
Right. He's a guy that, you know, was a, was a guy who was designated for assignment, I believe, with the, by the Rockies last year, and they kind of needed a roster spot and decided to give up on a guy who, as you mentioned, was a high prospect and was a was kind of a big-time deal. And last year, he was one of the bigger designated for assignment guys that you've seen. You know, he's he is a guy that garnered a lot of interest and, and, and was traded over the winter um, because there was a lot of contenders that said, okay, well, we have – you know, we we could look for some depth, and this guy has the raw talent, so we're going to really look and see if we can get something out of him. And obviously, the Cubs decided to bite on that, and and pitched, he pitched well the other night. So, mm-hmm. uh, but still, you know, it's 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 a tough guy to have in the fifth spot, along with Brett Anderson, because you don't really know what to expect from them on a consistent basis. So, uh, like I said, I could imagine them looking at not the free agent market because there are not too many options available now, but the trade market once things start to heat up in the next month or so. Well, Jake Arrieta yesterday was out there again, pitched better, gave up a couple of homers, but afterwards Madden was saying I thought it was the best stuff that he had all year. Is that where we are with Jake Arrieta, even in a game where he gives up a couple of dingers? That's just the pitcher he's going to be going forward, or is it Madden maybe trying to get him back in the right frame of mind? Well, he's you know, got the talent that is basically unmatched by anyone in the game, so I really... Don't have too many concerns about Arietta. The thing is, it's a contract year, so he has a lot, obviously, riding on it. And and I'm not sure if there's anything going on behind the scenes with contract negotiations. I doubt it. Um, but I just think, you know, obviously, it, yesterday a little bit better than we've seen so far this year. And if he turns things around, the Cubs are again the favorite in the in the Central for sure, even with how well the Cardinals have played in the last couple of weeks. Chris, do you buy into the hangover effect? Not not just the Cubs, but several teams that were in Major League Baseball playoffs last year are not out of the blocks very quickly. Well, I think the part of it is that the Cubs did play almost, or they did play into November. I think that that series Correct. ended in early November, and yeah. and it's just and that's that's a whole month that other teams didn't have that other teams had to prepare. And I think I think another part of that hangover is just you every responsibility you have for the entire offseason. I mean, the Cubs had more responsibilities than most teams who win it, basically being the darlings of sports and, and going on a media tour all over the country and having all these responsibilities and parades and movie premieres and all that stuff that I think the only comparable one would be the Red Sox back in 2004. And, you know, I think that has something to do with it. I think they're, the problem is, you know, I think in, in a lot of minds, Okay, the curse is over and it's over. But in in baseball circles, people think this team has the chance to be a dynasty. I know that's how Theo Epstein and the guys on the team think, and it's just tough to really live up to that after last year, after everything they accomplished. But you know, it's still early. I think once they get their feet under them, especially if Arietta is able to bounce back strong, then they're obviously still one of the teams to beat. And at this point, you know, nothing to be too concerned about. Still, only three and a half games back there in the Central, and I think they'll be fine. So at the top of the division is the Cardinals after a 3-9 and start where the bullpen was awful. They weren't pushing across runs. You looked at this team and said, boy, they got a long ways to uh, catch up to the Cubs. Here they are sitting in first place. This Cardinals team, uh, they've come back. Wainwright finally had a good start. We know Carlos Martinez, what he can give to them. Uh, looks like that Waka's back on the right track. How big of a believer that you think the Cardinals can be a team throughout the whole season that can push the Cubs? Well, I don't. I don't believe in the Brewers, and I don't believe in the Reds, and I think they're going to regress because of of some rotation issues. And then we've seen what the Pirates have done. So, based on that, I think those teams will all sell at the deadline. And then you're going to be able to pile up wins 
against them if you're the Cardinals and even the Cubs as the season goes on. So you're looking at two teams that are going to be able to kind of pad their win totals because of three weaker teams there at the bottom of the division, and St. Louis has obviously really capitalized on that, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, the loss of Alex Reyes during spring training was a big one that people thought was really going to hurt the Cardinals' chances, but they've been able to bounce back, as you said, and uh, over the last couple of weeks really kind of climb out of that cellar. The season did start off in a way where you saw a lot of surprising teams kind of in last place with the Blue Jays, Giants, the Cardinals among them, and then you know a couple of those teams haven't dug themselves up, but the Cardinals have done really well, 8-2 in their last 10, and, and just kind of performing, uh, especially against the Cubs we saw yesterday, and just... I think I think it's the Cubs and the Cardinals down the stretch. As I said, I don't really believe in the Brewers, so the Cubs and the Cardinals will be those two teams, just like it seems like they will be for years to come. Uh, take us out west then, and it's Colorado, Los Angeles, Arizona. The Giants are, well, they've won three, but they're still nine out. San Diego's done already. Um, is this going to be a three-team race out west uh, with Colorado and Arizona challenging the Dodgers, or... Do you see it similar as the Cubs? The Dodgers will start to take over. Well, I think it's it's a little bit of it's two different answers. I think Colorado is the team that that could really challenge, and Arizona, I'm less confident on. I think Colorado had the most interesting off season out of any club. They went out and signed Ian Desmond to a big deal, and then mm-hmm. a couple of overpay, risky bullpen moves. Michael Dunn and Greg Holland at closer. Greg Holland has been fantastic for them, and obviously they're they're leading the division still. And I think they are a team that people saw as a sleeper heading into the season and have not been really as much of a surprise as some of the other clubs who are leading the division, maybe Minnesota as an example. But I think Colorado and the Dodgers are the two teams there. But it's tough to really rule out the Dodgers. They've won the division so many times and been there. And without the Giants and other experience, winner challenging, it's tough to see the Dodgers not winning that. But Colorado is going to be an interesting storyline down the stretch. I think they're going to be a team that's really interested in pitching as well. Uh, as it becomes available in the trade market. And obviously, it's always tough to sign free agent pitchers in Colorado, so they're going to be looking for guys who are controllable. There's a lot of guys that are going to be out there, maybe Chris Archer, Sonny Gray, Jose Quintana, Jeremy Hellickson. You know, those kind of guys will be available as the months go on, and Colorado is going to be a team looking. So back to the Cubs and uh, Cardinals series over the weekend. On Saturday, Madden's a little fired up, being a little pissy after the game, after Ian Happ (laughs) got called out for sliding past second base. Do you think that Madden has, I understand he was being very sarcastic in a lot of the things, saying that, you know, need to put a net up back in front of the guy that's on deck and all these different things. Did he have a good point in your mind? I think Madden's just a a very unique guy, and you can never really tell if he's serious or not. You know, it's it's obviously... um, I think he's obviously in a power position where he can. He thinks that he, he thinks he's the best manager in baseball. I think a lot of people would agree with him, and and basically he feels like he can make a stand. I think you see that in the NBA with Greg Popovich, who's kind of one of the more vocal guys. What he wants to be on yep. certain issues. We saw just a few minutes ago with with you know him criticizing Zaza for for his move yesterday on Kawhi. So I think when you when you get to a certain point and you're you know the the best coach in your league. And you have a little leeway to make some criticisms. And, and especially if you paint it in a sarcastic way, then your point gets across, but you don't come across in a bad way like a crybaby. So I think he's, he really knows what he's doing. And uh, there, there might be some things that come with that. That's interesting that uh, the way that you phrase that about guys who 
have the ability to do the criticism thing because, as you would say, they've earned it. Is anybody mm-hmm. is anybody else in that category? I think you know. Obviously, there's there's other really good managers. I think Terry Francona is a guy who's probably okay. yeah. earned it at that point. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're also ta- you're also talking to a native Bostonian, so I don't know if that, <laughs> if that plays into it. But I mean, he's Francona is now you know was in the World Series last year, one two before. I think you know guys who have been around for a while. Mike Sosha might be another one, but really, you know, Madden and Madden and Francona are the class of managers in baseball, and I think they're the guys that really uh, are the ones who do push change. Finally, Chris, uh, you're a younger guy. Derek Jeter gets his number retired by the Yankees. Jeter, for you, was he the guy growing up? I mean, is that the guy that everybody in your age range there in your early 20s that everybody wanted to emulate? Was he that guy in your in your bracket? Not it, not here in Central Massachusetts. He yeah, wasn't. you got to so, remember um, where, he, where he's from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's. I mean, the way I always put it with him is, is I, you know, I I grew up as a as a Red Sox fan. Obviously, I live thirty minutes from Fenway. But growing up, you know, I was I was eight in in two thousand four when the Red Sox came back down oh three, and so I think everybody here wanted to emulate, you know, Manny and Ortiz and Nomar and all those guys, but. As Red Sox fans, you were taught you can hate the Yankees, but you have to really always respect Jeter around these parts. And I think you saw that when his, his last appearance ever uh, at Fenway Park, Derek Jeter chants, standing ovations for all of his at-bats, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's just an insane amount of respect around here that I've, I've never really seen for an opposing player, especially on a rival. Kobe really never had that at the Garden here, but Jeter was kind of in a class of his own, especially – when you compare it to how Red Sox fans always felt about A-Rod and some of those other guys on those teams, Jeter was just kind of a, a larger-than-the-rivalry type guy. and um, So I, I think he's he's one of the universally revered guys and yep. a face of baseball that we don't have now, and I'm not sure that we'll ever have again. Um, before we let you run, then, uh, are you making anything of this because some other national talking heads are attempting to do this, that A-Rod wasn't there? I mean, what's what's that got to do with anything? No, I think you saw Jeter's best friends that were all there yeah, in the court yeah. four and all those guys, and that yeah. was never the case with A-Rod. So, yeah. you know, I thought I, – I did think the, the most interesting part of the ceremony, and I saw a couple people comment on this, was the video message from Don Mattingly, and I joked on Twitter, well, Don Mattingly is uh, congratulating his future boss, Derek Jeter, when he buys the Marlins, <laughs> and Mattingly is the manager there. That's right. It's going to be interesting if you look back. But, yeah, I, I don't make much of the A-Rod thing. Okay, look, uh, before we let you run here, Trent, do you want him to come back on the show again? Always. I love Chris. So I can't I can't say what I'm going to say then because Chris will probably never call us again. What are you doing, Jim? <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it anyway. There's a drive to left field. Bucky Dent has done it for the Yankees. <laughs> Chris hadn't been born that's, for another 20 years. Doesn't matter. He's yeah, a Red that's, Sox that's fan. 20 years before his one. <laughs> if you want to give me... Yeah, Aaron Boone. Yeah, or, okay. uh, yeah. yeah. Aaron Boone. Okay. Aaron Boone or, or Austin or Chris Jenkins at the buzzer sure. is, is one that would uh, really sting right now. Still, well, not as much now, but you know. Yeah, I got you. Uh, it used to be. It used to be Bucky effing dead. Yes, that yes. was Red Sox terminology. <laughs> Jim doesn't have many references since the seventies. So he, he struggles to keep up sometimes. <laughs> the only reason I went Bucky, I could have gone Aaron Boone, but I went Bucky Dent. Come on. Well, give something to kind of. Yeah, I can, have, I can have my, oh, my dad and grandpa can call in yeah. after the Bucky Dent reference. Yeah, you got it. Hey, have a great day, Chris. Nice chatting with you.
Thank you, guys. See you, man. There you go. Chris Cotillo, Major League Baseball, Major League Daily Dish. Well, another spot on my bingo card for today's show. Jimmy B makes a reference well before a person knows what they're talking about. He knew right. what it was. Well, Bucky Dent. Did. But do you think that really sears with anger? Something yes. That happened? Red Sox fan, are you kidding me? He didn't Bucky live Dent. it. You have to live it for oh, it to really anger come on. Come on. Really? Jim. You yes. got to live it in order for it to yes. hurt? I mean, do you, me as a Hawkeye fan. Yes. You talk to the older generation, they'll talk about the feigning Irish. You ever heard that story? No. I was playing Notre Dame in football. They used to play the yearly. And Iowa fainted? No, Notre Dame did. That's oh. why it's the feigning Irish. Ah. And Iowa said they would never play Notre Dame afterwards. Okay. And uh, ended up in a tie in that game. I mean, people will go, I have heard many derogatory things about Notre Dame <laughs> from Hawkeye fans okay. because of that. But does it upset it, me? It doesn't, know because you didn't see it. Right. Same thing here. Chris was not alive for Bucky Dent. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm He's, trying to help you. Bucky Dent is in Red Sox even, lore. Even at your advanced age, you can still learn some things. I'm trying to help you along. Okay. All right. Bring up something that actually, if you're going to make fun of a fan base, make fun of a guy that roots for a team, find something that is relevant to them. Bucky Dent's relevant. It isn't. He wasn't alive. <laughs> He's still relevant. Okay, I get your fainting. What happened? So what? Irish players, they kept fainting, act, acting like they were injured to stop the clock. <laughs> yes, the fainting Irish. Do a little Google search, Jimmy B. I will. I'll do that. That'll help the you. Fainting out. Irish. The fainting Irish. Well, now, how long ago was that? Was that was before my time? Was that eighteen? No, no, no. Oh. You you probably lived it. Well, I know you lived it. You probably saw it. <laughs> The Fading Irish. I'll have to check There's that out. There's your homework right there. We'll take the break. Jim will figure out more about the Fading Irish as we roll on here. Coming up at 140, we're going to get into the NBA with John Cannon. He'll stop by as well. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save. Thousands. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. 
It's really hard. The searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 100 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I liked them, thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. Reinvent your home. Open your eyes to new possibilities and your mind to smarter ways of doing things. You'll find them at the Home Depot, where the next generation of home improvement makes its home. New products, new tools, and new technology that take home improvement into the 21st century. About the only thing we haven't reinvented is helping you do more for less. That's the same as it's always been. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services with then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 TV, $180 for internet equipment, on return and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Hey, everybody. John Cannon coming up to talk NBA at the 140 mark. We'll get to that in just a little, little bit. Look, this is fascinating. You know me. I'm like history boy. Yes. I love to learn new things. Well... And I do. You just like to talk about old things mostly. Well, but this is this is unique in its time. For people just checking in, right yeah. at the end of the hour, I told Jimmy B, if you're going to make fun of a fan base or a fan of a team, yeah. you got to bring something up that's relevant 
something that they lived, something that they remembered. So instead of Bucky Dent, right. I should have gone Aaron Boone on him. Chris Cotello is 21 years well, old. Well, let's get guys who are a little more seasoned on the show. All right. You want to book the show? Go ahead. <laughs> I like to find people that are Oh, relevant. wait a minute. We do have John Cannon coming up. Well, he's seasoned. Yes, he's seasoned. <laughs> Well, you're one to talk. <laughs> we give you your old guy every week with yeah, Ken Silverstein. I appreciate that. Thanks. You get that. Yeah. But uh, it has to be something, you know, I get upset about things. I, I, I tell the story of you do? Iowa yeah. UNLV, 1987, lead eight, mm-hmm. up by 18. Let the lead dwindle away, start to go four corners, play tap at UNLV, comes yeah. back and wins the game. Yes, somebody brings that up to me to tick me off, it'll work. Somebody brings up whatever it is. Yes. But if you say, oh, yeah, the fainting Irish, you really had to be fired up about that. No, I was 30 years away from being born. Yeah, but it's such a great story now that I've researched it. So the story is, at least as I remember it told me. Okay. I'll tell you if you're right or not because I'm looking at it. And and a quick uh, sidebar. My two grandpas. Okay. They were the same age. Uh Uh-huh. One lived in New Haven, a little town eight miles away from Osage. Everybody there was Irish Catholic. Okay. He was as well. My other grandpa was Norwegian and, I'll let you guess, Lutheran. Okay. So back then, they hated each other. Ah. And right before their senior year, the school in New Haven, the Catholic school, closed. So all those kids had to be shipped into Osage. Gotcha. For their last year, and they played high school baseball together that year. Well, there's a huge divide, and it's still baffling to me to this day, hearing the stories that the Irish Catholic kids yeah. and the Lutheran kids hated each other. I don't get I it. I went to both churches yeah, I don't growing get up. I They're the same dang thing. I don't get religious wars. <laughs> I, That's, I, I could care And especially less. that. I mean, we're not talking about anything really too different here. Yeah. But I guess it was a different time Appar- period. Yeah, it is. And then after my parents got together and I was born, they became best of friends and loved drinking together. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> but my grandpa... On my mom's side, who is as big a sports fan as you're going to, he's the one that was a Cleveland Browns fan. Oh, I told okay. You about. Yep. Okay. And uh, he he told me this story. I remember I was very young because he passed away when I was six. But, uh-huh. And he always had his disdain for Notre Dame because of this very reason. Wow. The fainting Irish game where Iowa had him down 7 nothing yeah. right before the half. Yep. It started up. Notre Dame players just started faking injuries. Iowa comes out, takes the lead in the second half, 14-7, game's yep. windling down. Yep. Same thing. Yep. Oh, my knee. Oh, my knee. I'm hurt. Got to stop the clock. That was the rules at the time. And those cheating Notre Dame fighting Irish got a tie out of it on their way to a national championship. <laughs> oh, those awful Catholics. Awful. Awful, awful Catholics. Awful. <laughs> it's, it's a great. And listen, I just Googled fainting Irish, and it pops right up. It's yeah. the top story. Right. Fainting Irish. That's great stuff. And you know, it's funny because you remember that they did that against Oregon's offense. Remember teams when the Ducks were flying in like 2010 or so? Mm-hmm. And people would pretend to get hurt. Right. And then they did it in the NFL. They yeah. used to do that with the Buffalo Bills when they ran uh, the K-Gun with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and all those guys. And... Uh, teams would fake injuries. They did it to the Cincinnati Bengals later with Boomer Esiason and and their fast-paced offense. They did it as well to the San Diego Chargers when it was Air Coriel, and they used to go fast. So it's not a tactic that is uh, 
all of a sudden burst on the scene. This has happened for a long time, but I didn't realize that it took place that long ago, 1953. Geez, I was like uh, 31. Learn something new every and day. And I don't did, you, yeah. Yeah, that's great. See, I'm here to help you out. I appreciate that's that. That's what one. I'm saying. Jim. Yeah. All you got to do is just type in Fainting Irish and bang, it's there. Quite the story. Great cool. stuff. Well, we're going to come back. We're going to talk some NBA Yeah, tonight. let's go after yesterday's game and yeah. tonight's game as well. And uh, have you seen Popovich? He had his press conference earlier today. I watched it online. He is He's not hot. pleased no. about your boy Zsa No. No. With reason? I told you, look, I knew what Pachulia was doing when he flew through the hip out to make contact. I find it really difficult that he threw his leg back hoping that Kawhi Leonard would land on it and turn his ankle. To me, that's that's a little far-fetched. I get the turn your back. Players have done that all the time. Mm-hmm. You even said, you've done that. I've done that. I hate to admit it, but I have. I think a lot of guys have done that. Sure. But not with the intent to seriously injure a player. And that's what took place. Maybe to seriously injure And it cost the Spurs the game. And I know Cannon's going to come on here and he's going to say, oh, they would have won with Kawhi Leonard. No, they wouldn't, you dumbass. (laughs) Jeez, why are you screaming? I'm waiting for him to come on here. Unbelievable. That comes on our show and you're calling him names? That's what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to tell people that they would have won the game even if Leonard wouldn't have gotten hurt. I don't understand why you always got to be so mean to our guests. Well, he's an old rat guy like me, so I can. Oh. Well, I know you can. Yeah. I just don't think you should. Why? not very kind what kindness jim gotta oh. be a kind person i have yeah. i have to be kind the only time i'm ever angry is with you you're the only person <laughs> in the world that annoys the crap out of me other than that kindness is something miller used to say the same thing really yeah. I, I strive for kindness oh okay what is it about you bring out the worst in people it's not a good thing Hey, it's me. It's Jimmy B. It is. Jimmy B and TC (laughs) on the Big Talker 1700. Back with more from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. The Big Talker 1700 KBGG. We talk about your life and your money on the Dave Ramsey Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Can you finish this little ad phrase? Bounty, the quicker... 
Right. Most people know it's the quicker picker-upper. But this message isn't about paper towels. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you. No obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Hi, this is Clint Burkhall. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We are glad to share them. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com slash radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. Your car's in pretty good shape. If it's only six or seven years old, you just commute to work every day and take the occasional road trip. Sometimes you drive around just so your dog can hang his head out the window. Your car doesn't have to be old to accumulate miles. Pennzoil High Mileage is for any vehicle with 75,000 miles or more on it. It's specially formulated to reduce oil consumption and leaks and reduce engine wear. Pennzoil High Mileage, because before you know it, you'll be on the road again. Make the switch to Pennzoil at a Jiffy Lube near you. 1700 KBGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I would want all of the police force to have everything that they would need at their fingertips. Just because they say that they need it, that's enough. We need it, so please get it to us. And they give you the hometown scoop with Monk and Kelly. I didn't know you had a clothing line. Yeah. Is it really made of bacon? It's got the official bacon (laughs) stamp of approval. You're not scratch and sniff. News from around the globe with Westwood One. On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. 
Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Jim Brinson, Trent Conda, back with you here in the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Here until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Got John Cannon coming up. We're going to talk some NBA with him. John had to move, though, Jimmy B. Oh, oh did I upset him? No, no, it wasn't that. Okay. He's got an appointment that ran a little long. So we're going to kick off the 2 o'clock hour with him. Break down Game 7 tonight with the Celtics and the Wiz. And also get his thoughts as he uh, very closely follows the Warriors. Get his thoughts. And Popovich, boy, he is Fired up. He is fired up. He is fired up about Zsa your boy Zsa Yeah. What a name, Zsa No, it's Zaza. Zsa Like Gabor. <laughs> Gabor, Zsa Gabor, no, it's Zaza. Zsa <laughs> Well, after that week play, I'm going to call him Zsa Okay, fair enough. So uh, over the weekend, you were talking late last week. Yes. How excited you were to watch uh, guys running through cones at the NBA draft. Well, I wasn't excited, but I find it interesting from time to time. So what was the takeaway? What would you get from Peter Jock and from Monte Morris over there? Morris, it sounds like uh, a lot of people kind of look at him yes. in that backup role. Maybe not a huge high ceiling. Not a guy that, hey, you know what, if he develops this and this and this, he's going to be a guy that starts for you for a decade. Mm-hmm. But you know the floor is also very low. I, I think... He can go into most NBA teams right now and be their backup point guard. I, I think you're correct with that, yes. So there was some talk about him weight-wise, improvements shooting the basketball. We know that's going to be a part that. of it, too. Right. But uh, just your takeaway from Monte, we'll start right there and what he was able to do over in Chicago. Uh, he was interviewed a lot, and he's got himself uh, several teams that he will work out for after the combine, and good for him. Uh, I believe he'll be drafted probably in second round, mid to late, someplace right in there, unless somebody is in desperate need of a point guard right now, uh, San Antonio Spurs. But um, I think that he'll be he'll be drafted second in the second round. Uh, Pete Jock, I think he'll be a free agent signing, and he'll be one of those kind of guys that will probably go to the D-League for a while and then uh, see if, indeed, uh, he can make that transition to the NBA. Uh, Look, we know he can shoot it. Could he have a Kyle Korver type of uh, NBA career? Who knows? But he's he's got long-range distance. We know that. He's legit, what, 6'5", with mm-hmm. long arms. He can get his shot off in traffic. We know that. So those are things that have to take place when you're playing in the NBA. So I think Jock will get plenty of interviews, and I think that I don't think there'll be an issue with him having opportunities. He'll have to be judicious and select the team that he believes has the best fit for him, it will give him the best chance to stick. That's the way I. That's the way I see it after the combine. The game has evolved in the way it's changed. Yes, I told you that last week. Yeah. It, it it gives Jack, I think, a better chance of sticking just because he has an elite skill and it's such an important skill. Correct. Anymore in the NBA, his ability to shoot. You know, so much has been talked about him, and defensively, you know, if he can keep up, 
No, the funny thing is, during his junior year, remember for a long time, he led the Big Ten in steals. That wasn't because he was a great on-the-ball defender, but he understood passing lanes, those kind of mm-hmm. things. And, you know, the other part, he was healthy during his junior year, a lot healthier than he was last year. Right. And not just defensively he was better, but also, remember there was a couple of plays where he saw that spring really come back? He had a couple of dunks. Yeah. You know, in traffic, he had one on a fast break where he really got up for a two-hand slam, and it wasn't just flushing it down. It was, you know, it was hey, a throwdown. There, there's some athletic ability mm-hmm. there. And because of that, you know, kind of got thinking down the road. Now, we know how injury-plagued he was. But I think if he can be healthy, he can at least do enough defensively to be able to stick. But what we don't know is how much those injuries are going to hold him back. You know, the back injury, a lot of times those things nag, and they never go away. And if that's the case for Jock, there aren't enough positives to his game for a team, I think, to take a shot, say, in the second round, say, we really want this guy, if that back injury is still a part of it. So that's going to be a part of it for him, too, Mm -hmm. is just health-wise where he is, how that's going to check back. But he's probably going to have to go the long round. Right. I think so. I think that Morris uh, has what teams are looking for as far as ball distribution. Mm -hmm. We all know his assist-to-turnover ratio and how spectacular it was in college. Uh, Coaches like to see that. And if it gives them uh, an opportunity to get him on the court when your starter sits down, then that's why I think that he's going to have more options than what Pete Jock will, at least at least what I was able to decipher from the combine. So, Jimmy B. Yeah, I just watched that video with you. Is that is that George Kittle? It's George Kittle, former Iowa Hawkeye, yeah. now with the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, he was in something called SCW. SCW? Uh, yes, it's an entertainment company based out of the Quad Cities. And he came to the ring in one of these uh, fake wrestling matches that Jimmy B loves so much. Well, they're fun. And uh, put the Stone Cold Stunner on some dope. (laughs) That looks like about... We we saw Gronkowski uh, appear in a couple of big uh, WWE events. About 75 of his closest friends and family appeared to be there (laughs) watching the thing. What in the world? Because you know why? Why? Be- because Jim? a lot of the guys that are wrestlers played football, and guys that are playing football like to do that stuff. Well, there's it, a former. It's fun. It's a fun. former Hawkeye that is a pretty prominent WWE. There is wrestler. right now. Yeah, I don't know what his name is. There, Etor uh, Ewing was is his real it's, name. It's he's Big E. Big E. Big E. Yeah. Big E. Tell me about Big, Big E. Big E. Is All a, I remember about him, yes. as a football player, he yes. came in. He was a. Very late commitment to Iowa. Okay. And he was a Florida kid, late in the process, undersized defensive lineman. And he was probably 5'11". He, that's all he is now. He's not undersized, though. Yeah. <laughs> but height-wise, undersized, yes. you know, yeah. very small. But everybody talked about him in high school. He won all these national weightlifting competitions. Yes. And he continued that. The problem was he had continued knee injuries. I want to say twice he blotted his ACL. Okay. He had other knee injuries, and just because of that, was never able to make it. But talk about a guy that's uh, carved out a pretty good career with that physique. Boy, he has. Uh, he's, he's, he's with a group of guys. They call themselves the New Day. The New Day. The okay. New Day. Two other guys are with him. But he is like the muscle mm-hmm. on that team. Yeah. And Biggie is what he goes by. Uh, Biggie Langston. Mm-hmm. And so he's big. Yes. I mean, he's... 
He's put together. Yes. And you can tell he's not a real tall guy. Uh-huh. But when he comes out, he is always the broadest guy. <laughs> His shoulders are probably as large as this desk. Is he good on the mic? Pretty good on the mic. Yeah, yeah he's not yeah. bad on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're entertaining, you know, which is what they're supposed to That's be. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I told you this before. So I used to be a big wrestling fan, I know, and I love I to know. give you crap. I know you do. Because you're, you're, it's, it's, you're it's, an old man that still watches it's wrestling. It's stupid fun. And it, it does crack me up. But... I am hopeful if if uh, I would ever procreate another time and have another kid, uh-huh. I would like to have a boy. And, and if he got into wrestling, I'd probably enjoy you'd it. Take a, you'd yeah, take him. You'd take him. You know you'd take him. Yeah, absolutely. I took my boys. They yeah. loved it. Yes. They loved to yell because it's good versus evil. Right. And they loved to yell at the bad guys. Yes. And it, it used to be long ago that... You'd see all these little old ladies there screaming. Well, it's changed dramatically (laughs) because the crowds have changed dramatically. And look, okay, we know it's a show. We know the outcome is predetermined. Mm -hmm. But you know that going in, it doesn't matter. It's the show. You're, You're going just for the athleticism. And a lot of these guys are incredibly athletic. Right, yeah. They really are. And, it, the and storylines are fake. Yes. They're fake storylines. Yes. But the athleticism is real. Yes. Is definitely yeah. real. You fly off the top rope. I mean, it's you're taking your life in your hands. And these guys are well trained. Do they get hurt? Yes. Serious injuries sometimes. But it's the show. It's the it's the atmosphere. It's the goofy fans that go off for the good guy or the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's worked since the beginning of time, Trent. It's it's good versus evil. It's Goliath and the little kid. It's David. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. And wrestling has capitalized on it, and they've milked it for, I don't know, 50 years at least, mm-hmm. 60 years for wrestling maybe, 70 years, how long it's really been around. And in the form it's in right now, it's really all about the show. It really is. Let's get to some real wrestling. Okay. Uh, some breaking news. The University of Iowa Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Yeah. Bringing back one of their uh, all-time greats, Mark Perry, is coming back. Now, if you're not a wrestling fan, you uh, might remember Mark Perry. Very good wrestler at Iowa. I know Katy Perry. Yeah, different. Oh, different, okay. Different, yeah. Okay. He, uh, well, his uncle down in Stillwater, maybe a guy that you've heard a little something about, Mr. Smith. Won a few national championships in Oklahoma State. I, I know that He guy. said no to the uncle Whoa. to go to Iowa Did out of really? high school. I mean, wow. that right there kind of shows you he's wired a little bit different. But Mark Perry was an incredible wrestler at Iowa. He's done a very good job early in his coaching career. Guy in his 30s now. Uh, he's, done an, he's been over at Illinois the last few years. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible recruiter. So he's going to come back to run the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. And the cool part about this, the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, not funded quite at the same level as Penn State's. And you look at a lot of very good coaches that yes. start up there, still wrestling. A lot of these guys will still be wrestling at the you know circuit, trying to become an Olympian and those kind of things. And those are part. But a group of Hawkeye fans saw that the Hawkeye run Wrestling Club has been underfunded. And because of that, they've lost some good coaches that can be in the room working with the university team. And they've put up over a million dollars wow. just in the last few months Wow! to be able to build that program back up and hire people like Mark Perry to come back in. Great news for Hawkeye wrestling mm-hmm. fans. 
Now, as you look at the behemoth that continues to build over at Penn State, you look at what Dresser's doing at Iowa State, the excitement he's already creating, yep. and you talk to anybody in the wrestling community, they say he's going to do a good job there. I mean, he's, he's a guy that you just know the fit is going to work. He's going to work as hard as necessary to get it done at Iowa State. Now, with that kind of building around him, Iowa, they need to do something, mm-hmm. and uh, this is what they've been able to do. So good news for the Hawkeye wrestling fans out there is you're trying to catch what Penn State has built. Wow. Yeah. Uh, before we take our break and John Cannon will join us, uh, a basketball uh, story now. Northern Iowa, your uh, alma mater. Yes. Of course, you have several. Uh, Northern Iowa will now host UNLV as part of the 2017 Mountain West Missouri Valley Challenge. That's a good one. So that's pretty good. Yeah, and we, we will get get to you, a chance just, to see Shakir Justin. I'm just going to say, he's going to be right here in the state. Sorry, Cyclone fans. Don't need to rub it in yeah, anymore. No, we're not rubbing it in. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, we'll get to see him here in the but state. But the Cyclones did lose a player today. They did, yeah. Earlier we talked about Ray Casango asking for his release. So the front court depth takes a little bit of hit. You know, another thing you have to wonder. Okay is with Iowa State bringing in the two fifth-year guys that are coming in with both Jeff Beverly and with uh, Hans Braze. Both those guys are forwards. They're guys that would probably eat into the minutes of Cassango if he kind of said, hey, you're taking away my minutes, if that's a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Or if Iowa State, after having him for a year, kind of said, maybe yeah, the Big 12 is not the best fit for, for you. For you, could be. There's a lot a, of different Two answers. sides. It's two all sides. speculation. Yep. Two sides to every story. That's all it is. And until we hear deeper the story, we'll just continue to speculate. That's what we do best. Jimmy B and TC will take a quick break. John Cannon will join us. I already yelled at him once. I'm sure that it'll get uh, much more vociferous when he's on the show. We're coming right back on the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save. 
save thousands. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Washing Machine. Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So, good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting! Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But hey, at least you got that sock. Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Staples knows that when your spreadsheets no longer spread, it's time. When your presentations are not presentable, it's time. And when tensions in the office are high... No, tensions are very, very high. It's definitely time. And it's times like these when pros turn to Staples. Staples has a full range of tech services to help your business with everything from data recovery to virus protection. And right now, get $50 off PC diagnostic and repair service so your business won't miss a beat. Staples, it's pro time. Ends 527. Service does not include parts. Reinvent your home. Open your eyes to new possibilities and your mind to smarter ways of doing things. You'll find them at the Home Depot, where the next generation of home improvement makes its home. New products, new tools, and new technology that take home improvement into the 21st century. About the only thing we haven't reinvented is helping you do more for less. That's the same as it's always been. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is the message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000, whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon, sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. Three, two, one. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy, and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help 